The Sandia Sports Bar at Sandia Resort and Casino, and this place was packed yesterday afternoon for the Iona-New Mexico basketball game. 82-74 win for the Lobos. Lobos go to 11-0 and on the station, and joining us now to talk about it is the head coach for the Lobos, Coach Richard Patino. Coach, we'll get to the X's and O's here in just a second about yesterday's win, but when you tweeted that uh, Iona and New Mexico were going to have a home-and-home -home, uh, set up and that Iona and coach Rick Patino was going to come to the pit. Uh, it's hard to imagine uh, things could have worked out any better. Great crowd, national television, and an 82-74 win, coach. Yeah, I mean, really grateful for a lot. Um, they didn't need to play that game. My dad didn't need to do it. It worked out. They were traveling um, to Hawaii and were looking for a West Coast game. So it was great that we were able to do it. But, you know, I knew when playing the game, it would bring a lot of exposure to our program. I knew that, you know, you'd get a great crowd. Did I think it'd be as good as it was last night? Probably not. Um, but it was terrific. And I think the best part about it, honestly, was when the game started, it was a terrific game. And, uh, you know, it was a great showing all around. So, uh, like I said before, grateful my, my father was open to doing it because it was great for our community. Great in so many ways, and I'll uh, get to a little bit more about that later, but I've been following the Lobos a long time, and I think of, of great non-conference games, memorable non-conference games over the year, and you had UNLV coming to town in the 70s. Uh, you had Patrick Ewing and Georgetown coming through. Of course, Chris Paul and Wake Forest, and then anytime Arizona came through town. But uh, this was, like you said, an important game because you were playing a very competent team and fans got to see that with the, their own two eyes but you've been trying to uh you know build the excitement over about Lobo basketball and last uh, yesterday what happened was a great addition to that as you continue to grow the fan base coach yeah it's um obviously winning helps everything um but the situation that we took over was of course a rebuild because they had only won six games a year before but even more so than that, I, I think it's no different than a restaurant that's reopening after COVID or the airlines or whatever. Like, you need to rebuild your fan base a little bit. Um, and so I, I always want to try to play, besides New Mexico State, if we can have a one or two um, really good marquee home games in the non-conference to keep your fans engaged, that would be great. Uh, because, you know, I mean, it's scheduling is very tricky because – with the transfer portal, you don't know anymore what the team may have. So it's a bit of a crapshoot. Um, but like I said before, I mean, we're sending out these videos to all of our recruits just showing the environment and how it's, it, it is a top-five environment in all of college basketball when it's good. I truly believe that. And it's what motivates our players. I mean, our players know that – you know, you get this town rallied around them. Like, it's a fun thing to be a part of. So we've got many more opportunities on the schedule at home in the pit, obviously, tomorrow. Uh, but some big games uh, coming right away, uh, you know, in the pit. So we, we need that home court advantage because it absolutely drives this basketball program. 
And coach, as you mentioned, it was not easy for them to get here. Uh, you know, coach uh, Patino talked about having to split up LaGuardia flights into Dallas, this, that, or the other, but uh, they wanted to make sure they were here for this game and they delivered. And one of the other things that your dad delivered on is uh, how accommodating he was uh, once he got here to just, you know, answer questions that people were curious about, you know, as you lead this Lobo team. And I thought it was uh, really interesting to hear him say this about you as a former coach of his over the years. I did something with Richard that um, I was just making sure that nobody thought he was entitled. So take the scouting report. So one of my assistant coaches has the underneath out of bounds plates, sideline out of bounds plates. Another has the press offense. Another has the defense, and then the other has the offense of New Mexico. So you have all these coaches with separate duties. I made Richard do every single scout with every out-of-bounds, every sideline, every press offense. Nobody's allowed to touch it but him, but him that year. He did 90%. And I wanted that for him. I wanted him to learn the difficult way so he didn't feel like he was getting any breaks by being my son. And so he's, he's worked at it. He's terrific. And uh, Coach Richard Patino, um, those were things that you were doing which enabled you uh, to get a head coaching job very at a very young age, and especially in, in the Big Ten Conference. So uh, to hear that from your dad, it sounds like he made you work your tail off. Well, there's a reason why I took the FIU job. To, it was really to get away from him <laughs> and, and to get away from all those scouts. I just said, I don't care. I'll take any job out there. So, I mean, I, it, it was a hard year. Um, a lot of that had to do with we had a new staff with Kevin Keats, who's now the head coach at um, NC State, Viking Jones, who was an assistant coach here, who is now at Washington. So they were new. So I think he trusted in me to do it. But although it was hard, it was a really, really good learning experience for me. And it taught me how to see the game. You know, I think that assistant coaches sometimes – when they're doing these scouts, get a little bit too concerned with, okay, does the three-man take the ball out? Is the two-man on the left? Like, No, the key to scouting and all of these things is making sure that your team understands what's important to the opponent. So I thought last, you know, last night was a perfect example of it. We worked a lot on the press, uh, did those things. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm lucky to be able to, although my dad, you know, certainly worked me hard, he opened up a lot of doors for me, and uh, I don't apologize for it. Uh, but what I don't do is I don't act entitled, and I and I don't, you know, not take advantage of every opportunity that's given to me. Uh, so very, very lucky for it. No doubt about it. And Lobo fans were, were lucky that uh, they had that that moment yesterday, that uh, event, because it was an event. All right, getting into the game, Coach, uh, you led basically wire to wire, including 44-33 at the half. And, uh, you know, the way you, you always talk about how, how many different uh, weapons you have, so to speak, and many options you have with your offense. Uh, the first half of that game was an example of that. I, I really thought Jalen House got everybody going and relaxed everybody by getting uh, you know, the points that he did early. And then uh, KJ was incredible there. But at the same time, you were getting contributions from just about everybody along the way. Yeah, I thought it was... Like we said, I mean, I thought it was a terrific college basketball game. I had a lot of people reach out to me and just say, that was a fun game. And kind of like you mentioned, Iona delivered as well. Uh, those are two teams that played at a high level. Um, House started off the game great. 
KJ was phenomenal off the bench. Sebastian gave us really good minutes. Donovan Dent continues to be a really impressive freshman. But at the end of the day, when we needed a big bucket, they cut it to three. Mash went to his mid-range. Needed a big bucket. Uh, Jalen House gets to that floater driving left. So uh, they were able to deliver. Um, we played really, really hard. So today we would have no chance versus Iona if you don't compete. They, in my opinion, are probably the best team we've played all year. Maybe them or St. Mary's. Um, the beauty of it is they're going to win a lot of games, and it's fun now that we can start rooting for them again. And, again, your team responded with Morris getting in foul trouble in the first half. He got two. He only played seven uh, and a half minutes in the first half. But, you know, anybody that thinks, like, any one guy, you know, getting off the court is going to really interfere with what you guys do collectively, well, this is the second time that's happened, and he had a great second half. But other guys made it up for it in the first half as well, Coach. Yeah, I mean, I thought Sebastian gave us some really good minutes. Josiah is about as reliable with his effort and his energy and, and just his relentlessness to, you know, go get offensive rebounds and sprint to court, uh, which is great. So, I mean, it, it's the mentality of this team. They've got a very mature approach. Um, and when you're up 17, um, Josiah gets a technical, and I thought that hurt the momentum um, of the game a little bit. But, you know what, we didn't get rattled. When they came back, they're a really good team. They're going to come back. It's hard to blow out teams. Um, and we just stayed the course. We tried to stay calm with them. Um, and I thought our guys were just cool, calm, and collective when they needed to be. You have some teams sometimes that panic, and they did not do that. They didn't, Coach. And I know you don't like pay that much attention at this time of the year for the top 25 stuff, but each week uh, you're getting more and more votes. Like right now, uh, you're getting enough votes where you're like the 30th uh, in the ranking in these polls and stuff. And what that does, it, while you might not really uh, pay too much attention to, to it, it gives credibility across the country still, Coach, being around that top 25. Yeah, I mean... You don't want to totally dismiss it because it, it certainly um, excites your fan base. It, it can help in recruiting, uh, but you can't be short-sighted about this whole thing. Um, we've got to look at the whole big picture and understand, okay, we've played 11 games. We've won them all. Um, we beat some really good opponents, Iona, San Fran, St. Mary's. Those three teams will be fighting for at-large bids in the NCAA tournament. Um, we've obviously hold serve at home. We were getting um, a lot of contributions from a lot of guys, but we've got so much in front of us. So you have to appreciate the momentum, and you have to appreciate when people write things nice about you and they're tweeting about you. Like, appreciate it, because you've worked really hard to do it, but one loss, and all of a sudden now they're going to say the total opposite. So you can't get too high, you can't get too low. Um, I'm more of an advanced analytics guy, Ken Palm and all those things more so than ESPN and AP polls, but it brings, you know, it's like we said before, the reason why I played uh, Iona was not because I wanted to beat my dad. Everybody thought, like, I cared about that. I didn't care one bit about that. What I cared about was back in the pit and bringing some national exposure to this program, and we were able to do that. 
And looking to keep that going tomorrow night with Prairie View A&M coming into town. The finale of the non-conference schedule. I mean, we're already getting there a week from Wednesday. Mountain West opener with Colorado State as we're talking to Lobo men's basketball coach Richard Patino here on Team Talk. Want to go back, Coach, to a couple of the guys that you were just talking about with, with KJ, with Sebastian, with Barima, with Donovan, so on and so forth. You've had different times now where these guys are having to play bigger roles maybe over the course of a game here and there depending on situations with injuries or fouls or whatever. What are you learning about your bench as they're getting in these these key moments in basketball games, not just playing in practice? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're showing that they're getting ready. You know, I mean, and everybody's running a different race. Some, some may be more, more ready than others, and that's okay. That doesn't mean that we don't believe in all of them. We do. And you got to stay ready. Um, you know, Sebastian's had some DMPs, and all of a sudden now he comes in with Morris. You know, we felt like the lineup or the, the matchup was a little bit more fitting for Sebastian. And he played great defense on Nelly Jr. Joseph. Um, KJ, who has not been shooting the ball well, stayed confident. And, and you see what happened there. So um, you've got to rely on everybody because there's foul trouble. Knock on wood, you know, hopefully we don't have any big injuries, but you never know with that. Uh, you know, so the bottom line is everybody has got to just continue to get better. What we always say to them is in this world of transfer portal and, you know, everybody wanting to go to Russ, just keep adding value to yourself somehow. And by doing that, you come in and you play hard like Sebastian did. You play the right way like Donovan Dent did. And that just continues to increase your opportunities. Yeah, and talking about I did want to ask you about Donovan just from the standpoint of what he's bringing to the floor, what you're getting out of him as a freshman coach. We, we had a chance to talk to him before the season started and just talking about the difference between a high school practice and a college practice. And, you know, we just talked about having to be ready all the time and obviously the, the level of competition increasing and everything. From the time that you have coached and had freshmen on your rosters, you know, not asking necessarily for direct comparisons, but where is he just in terms of a freshman really understanding what it takes to play at this level before even having necessarily played his first game? Well, I think it's for Donovan, he's always won. He came from a really good program in California, very well coached. Um, the beauty of Donovan is everybody wants to play with him because he passes the basketball. Uh, <laughs> it's now a matter of I, all freshmen don't know how to physically compete. They think they do, but they don't. Um, now Donovan is getting better and better at it, but it's just going to be about a consistent level of living in the gym, um, going all out in practice, all the little fundamentals that go into it. But he certainly, in my opinion, is one of the best freshmen in the Mountain West. I mean, I haven't seen everybody, um, but he is a, he, he's going to be a terrific player. When we, when we set out uh, to get a point guard, he was one of the first ones that we set our sights on, and we just thought, you know what, people are going to love playing with him, and you could certainly tell that. And he's been, been in the game in crucial moments for some big wins in the non-conference so far. And again, the non-conference schedule wrapping up tomorrow night, Prairie View A&M coming to the pit. And so, Coach, I know you want to uh, bottle up as much as you can from yesterday and carry that over through as much of the season as possible. If it was somebody's first game, if it was somebody's first time going to the pit yesterday, and there's only what would be the one thing that you want to, that you would want them to take away in trying to uh, bring them back here for more games this season? Well, I hope they understand that we're going to play really, really hard. Um, we're not going to cheat the game. Uh, we're going to appreciate every single 
fan that spends their hard-earned money coming to the pit. We understand that in in the new world of, of flat-screen TVs and watching games on your phone, it increasingly becomes harder. So those 14,500 people that came uh, to last game, I'd, I'd love to say thank you individually to every single one of them because I truly do appreciate that. And I want my teams to reflect people that appreciate when they come and watch us play. So hopefully we play hard. We play the right way. Uh, we don't take any of these opportunities for granted. We certainly understand that, you know, we've got holidays around the corner. Guys are going to go home. Uh, um, you know, I'd be a fool not to say that the crowd won't be as big as, you know, for Prairie View as I, is Iona, but it's another opportunity to continue to improve your value in this community uh, with your career within this team, um, you know, so hopefully our fans appreciate the way that we play. I mean, I've, I've been out and about in the community the last couple of weeks, and it sure seems like they're really loving this team. Again, we're talking to Lobo men's basketball coach Richard Patino. One more player, coach, I did want to ask you about it. And, and we've asked you so many questions between you know being on the show and in, in post games and media availabilities about Jalen House. But uh, we got a, a, a little, we got a couple minutes in the post game yesterday to talk to Rick, you know, the coach on the other side, and just as complimentary about a player on the other team as as I've heard in in probably a long, long time. Just and even joked at the end if he could offer him two scholarships to bring over uh, to bring him over to his team, he would. But just w- when you're coaching somebody, because not everybody, even at this level, not everybody's going to go on and play professionally somewhere else. When when you're coaching somebody that has that much attention and that you know is working towards that specific goal. What is different about the way, from your standpoint, about the way that you coach, the way that you interact with them, uh, versus you know uh, maybe some other situations? The way that I interact with my players. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the way that you. Co- I mean, uh, the way that you uh, with with J- you know with Jalen with these guys that get all this national attention. Yeah, you try to keep them as humble as possible. Um, I think that it is challenging because of social media. You know, social media is a drug just like anything else. And as Nick Saban once called it, it could be like rat poison. Um, and we can't be frauds when we lose and people are crushing us on Twitter to say, oh, block out the noise. I've always said that I treat uh, criticism like I treat praise. I, I ignore them both. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's, you, you don't want to dismiss it and not appreciate it because they need to build their individual brands and people need to know who they are and all those things. But at the end of the day, like it ebbs and flows so much that you just got to stick with what's working. And that's just grinding it out every single day, uh, making sure that your actions reflect what your goals are. You know, if I, if I watch you on a daily basis and you continue to tell me you want to be an NBA player, well, do you look like that off the court? Uh, you know, so you just try to educate them. You, you know, you don't want to scream and yell at them when you when you win. I mean, our 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 video uh, our film session today was very positive. Uh, so you got to point out and you got to find them doing well and give them that positive reinforcement because they deserve it. There's sometimes they don't, but you just got to be truthful and honest with them and just keep pushing them and keep them grounded. 
All right, Coach, one last thing. Um, they were 14500 as you mentioned. It's going to be hard to imagine another eight uh, or 800 or 1000 or whatever it is for a sellout when, when you get to that point this year. But, um, you know, you're on the court. You see basically every seat is full. Uh, every uh, suite is completely packed. Uh, you see people that are up against the railings in the concourse. Uh, you should have seen the activity on the concourse uh, with the concessions and in the gift shop and all that kind of stuff, Coach. Uh, uh, you know, definitely it was a big lift to the community, but at the same time, a big lift um, economically to the department. And I know that's not your job to get into. It's just an observation I made. Uh, you got to figure incrementally as well. Uh, people are going to come back for the product uh, and that should uh, also pay dividends with future season tickets or future game tickets, Coach Patino. Yeah, I mean, you know, certainly it's Eddie. Uh, Eddie Nunez his job with all that stuff, and he does an amazing job at it. And I appreciate just the effort that him and his administration put into the game experience as well as selling tickets. Um, but with that being said, we do have a responsibility in men's basketball. We 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 do generate revenue, um, and so I don't take that lightly. You know, I, I think that we have so much here that money can't buy, which is an unbelievable fan base that cares truly about Lobo basketball. Now, if we can continue to generate revenue, all the programs are going to continue to get stronger and stronger and healthier and healthier. So um, that's why I, it's one of the reasons I played the game. You know, I wanted to fill it up, get some revenue, and, and you know, certainly um, that makes everybody happy. So it's uh, hopefully we keep getting people to come back. Uh, I know they had a fun time. This team's a fun team to root for. Um, you know, prayer review would be great. I understand if you got, you know, plans over the holidays, but we got to get back. We, we got to push for a sell out there, uh, with Colorado State because it's a very, very important game.